Hi everyone, my name is Bernadette from SkepticTurnMystic.com. This show is about spiritual awakening, a place you can come if you feel like exploring the world of supernaturalism. I'm excited you're here. I've got so much to share with you, so get comfortable because we are starting right now. I don't even know where to start. I have been on hiatus for a year and a lot of things have happened. Um, most life-changing moment was when I lost my mom suddenly due to old age complications. She was 76 and healthy and all of a sudden took a bad turn. I think it was just her time to go. And I'm back now, I am braver, and I am more comfortable taking this show into a more esoteric, metaphysical, ancient wisdom category because since my mom passed, why the hell am I shying away when I have so many encounters with the supernatural? I mean, so I really want to dedicate this episode to my mom for giving me the strength to talk about aliens, to talk about angels, uh, to talk about a higher power, mind control, law of attraction, reincarnation, uh, secrets hidden in Hollywood movies that tell you the truth about the astral realm about heaven and earth, about accessing the different dimensions and who knows what else we are going to explore in, in this show. I don't want to be afraid anymore. I don't want to deny my knowledge anymore because there's so many beautiful and weird things that is happening beyond our five senses. So let's get into it. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. Okay, so let's talk about depression. So there's a lot of reasons why depression would be happening to an individual. But I want to kind of talk about why right now a lot of people are feeling the mental health and the weight of the world. We are becoming more sensitive energetically and emotionally, which means we, we are waking up. We are raising our vibrational frequency. We are getting more and more in tune and more and more in touch with the energetic world around us, which means that we become much more sensitive to the energetic world around us, which means that we are feeling everyone's energy. We are feeling the entire 
the entire world shifting, and what we are feeling is at a very personal level. So that's a huge burden to bear. The other reason why you might be feeling the extra mental health pressure at this time is because we are extremely divided. Um, the entire planet right now is is so. Unbelievably polarized. It's really tough to find support in this world. It's really tough to find people who are truly living their authentic lives because everyone is continuing to attach themselves to an identity that they think they need to attach to. So it's isolating. Even in the spiritual community, it feels like there is such a division happening. There is such a divide. Even in this community, there is a well. You don't believe in what I believe, so you must be on the dark side. Ah, <sighs> it's not. It's not an inviting place to be on planet Earth right now. It's quite scary, and so that's kind of another aspect of just feeling isolated, just feeling alone. The other aspect of what's happening right now is as the vibration increases. We are being really deeply prompted to figure out what is not working in our lives, what identities, what materials, what people, what positions, what situations are just not aligned to the highest vibrational truth and. And no longer can we scroll on social media, or or watch Netflix, or buy a bunch of stuff from Amazon to hide the discomfort that we feel in not being aligned to our our truth. What I'm trying to say is. That we, the whole entire planet right now, is awakening. Okay, even though it is unbelievably polarized, we are all awakening. It is the age of Aquarius. So, with the age of Aquarius, what I'm trying to say is, the veil is extra thin these days, and. There's no more convincing yourself that you are happy when you are not. You're going to feel bodily strains. You're going to feel panic attacks. You're going to have weird aches and pains. You're going to have weird rashes that crop out of nowhere because what you're trying to convince yourself of is not 
actually the the truth. I don't believe that you need to rip every everything that you have to be happy because sometimes when we make an extreme change in our life, it will actually prompt us to go back into fight or flight in a in a fight or flight mode. You know, to go back into survivalist tendencies rather than to gracefully transition into a higher state of being. Okay, so those are a couple of things, a couple of reasons why I think mental health, depression are just so so extreme and intense right now at this time. We are all leaders and teachers, and it is through our experience—not necessary our resume, more so of our resume in life—where we can add value to each other, universally to each other. Because I don't know everything. I I don't have all of the experiences. I haven't been exactly where you guys are. So I try my best. But it is through that vulnerability and through the sharing where we can all come together and and complete that for each other. So, as you know. I was thinking about the word depression, and words have meaning, right? And I was thinking about the word depression, and when I look at the word deep rest, depress, deep rest. When you feel that way, when you feel depressed, all you want to do is rest. Why is that? Why do we need a deep sense of rest? When we are feeling depressed, I believe that we actually, I believe that we actually need the rest. We need the break from the identity that we have cultivated in our minds, cultivated in our reality, and and we project that out from moment to moment. We need rest. We need rest. We need rest from the world. We need rest from this identity, from having to care all the time, from having to say yes through obligation all the time. Our entire lives, our entire lives, we are spent trying to figure out who we are and what. Our places in the world are our entire lives. We are faced with other people, systems, situations, environments, and predicaments where people are like, "Who are you? And what can you do for me? Where can I put you?" We are taught that from day one that we should know who we are. So what do we do? Every 
single moment of our lives. Okay, let's say I'm a six-year-old kid, okay? And the doctor asked me, I went to visit the doctor's office, and the doctor asked me, Hey, what's your favorite flavor of a lollipop? What's your favorite flavor of lollipop? And, you know, because the doctor has grape flavor, and he gave me an option of a grape of a grape of a grape flavor. Then, for the rest of my life, I mean, this is a silly example, but for the rest of my life, I'm locked into this identity of grape being my favorite flavor, and I cannot change that because I have already locked. I've already decided to lock that in. Once again, just a silly example, but through living this reality, we add the layers, and we add the layers, and we add the layers, and we get to the point where we are so stifled, where we are so suffocated that we can't breathe anymore. We don't know who we are. We don't know why we are here. We don't know what the point is anymore, and we have no one to turn to because everyone else is living their best life on social media. Everyone's got these beautiful pictures on the sunset beach on on Maui, right? That's depressing. That sucks. I want to go to Maui. I want to look good in that bikini posing in front of the beach at Maui. So we have to get to a point where we don't care about any of the labels, any of the identifiers. It's like you kind of have to hit, you kind of have to hit that rock bottom to bring yourself up into an environment. Where you're okay being whoever you need to be from moment to moment. You don't you don't have to attach or project, and that's why I believe social media can be extremely damaging to us and to our psyches, but also to the next generation. I mean, talk about filters, talk about likes. Talk about followers. It's an environment where all you give to that world is that one percent, that perfect photo of ten photos. So the way I think about depression, anxiety, and this feeling of overwhelm is this: think about the TV show Hortus. Have you seen it, Hortus? You have a house, and the house is filled from the floor to the ceiling with stuff—just stuff, stuff. Old magazines, old magazines, clothing that you bought that you never wore,、um, makeup, water bottles, garbage, rats. I mean, who knows what's in there? You've seen that show, right? Just like a a ton of stuff is going on in your house, and one day you wake up, you crawl out of bed, 
you look around you and you realize, oh my God, I've been living in this absolute disaster. This is not who I am. I don't want to be here. I don't want to be in this house, and I need to make a change for the better. Where do I even start? That's what I feel like with the weight of depression. That's a lot. That's what a lot of people feel like with the weight of depression. Oh my God! I'm I'm married to a person that I don't love. I have three kids. Who I love with all my heart, but I'm locked in my marriage. I'm obligated in my marriage. I have a mortgage that I cannot afford to pay. I have a job that I absolutely hate, and I don't make enough. I mean, it's just so much coming down on you. It's very difficult to make a choice to change, but ultimately. None of this stuff aligns. Ultimately, it's so overwhelming that you just—I'm <sighs> getting overwhelmed talking about this <laughs> because ultimately, you're like none of this stuff aligns, but it's so. Overwhelming that you can't change any of it, so you're just going to sit here and you're just going to continue to convince yourself that this is where you need to be or this is what makes you happy, and it's a spiral, and the spiral can happen for a year, it can happen for twenty years, it can happen for the rest of your life. Maybe you look at your parents and you're like, "Well, they are unhappy their entire lives, and they never chose to do anything about it." Well, you are here. You are here to make that change. Okay, I, oh, I don't care if you are seventeen years old, if you are twenty-seven years old, if you are seventy-eight years old. You deserve to live your best life, and you deserve to make a change to have everything aligned to you. So, even though you may not specifically know where the anxiety or the depression is coming from, in particular, most likely there are aspects of your life that are not aligned to your highest. Vibrational energy to your to your most excitement, which is okay. It is totally normal, but now it's the time to do a little bit of house cleaning. Okay, now it's time to really take some real steps. And like I mentioned, it's not about throwing everything out of the window and saying I'm starting fresh. It's about taking what you have, making small steps to get to a much higher vibration with all of the obligations that you do have. It's really difficult, unless you want to be like a nomad monk. Unless you want to be a nomad or a monk living in the temple for the rest 
for the rest of your life, you cannot get away from obligation. Okay? But what we can do is we can shift the vibration of obligation in our human life to a to a higher frequency to a higher frequency um just one step at a time honestly nothing nothing big small small changes small small changes are what's going to get you to to the end goal really of having everything changed to a much higher frequency so small steps and one step at a time um so here are a couple of examples of good small steps to take uh so say no say no instead of yes so many of us are empaths and we feel what other people are feeling. So when someone's like, oh my goodness, Bernadette, I really need your help. And this is going on in my life. And hey, can you just, you know, pick up the phone for a couple of hours to like talk to me through this thing? And me as Bernadette, I feel obligated to say yes. And you do that to every person who asks you for your assistance. And all of a sudden, you're living for everyone else and you're not actually living for yourself. But it's time to start saying no to others more often, to clear space, to say yes to yourself. So the next time someone asks you, that they need something, I want you to really ask yourself, uh, is this something that I authentically want to do? Or is this something that I feel obligated to do? And I want you to maybe make a different choice than what you would originally make. And clear that, clear that space and then ask yourself, what can I do with that extra hour? What can I do with that extra 20 minutes? What can I do for myself with that extra time? Make a choice to be like, no, you know what? I'm so sorry. I cannot help you right now. Um, I'm actually really busy. And then go flop on the couch and watch some Netflix. Watch some Batman. Batman Begins, The Dark Knight. You know I love my Christian Bale. I love my Christian Bale. <laughs> um, because guess what? That's your choice. If you decide to say no to someone else to do, to do nothing for yourself, that's an improvement. That's okay. You don't have to... You... You don't have to have something planned in order to say no to somebody. You can just say no and then watch Batman Begins on Netflix. <laughs> you don't have to be productive all the time. You can just fill the space with something that you want to do. You can just chill. And with those small moments of making 
these conscious choices for yourself, you start to feel like you are taking your power back. You know why? Because you are taking your power back. <laughs> you start to feel way more in control, and and slowly but surely, you are clearing space. And that's why you don't feel like it's such an undertaking to change every aspect of my life just to be a little bit more authentically happy. That's why I don't feel like it's such a huge thing to do um, to to change my lifestyle so that I can be happier. And I and I do that with. One step at a time. One small step at a time. Sometimes half a step at a time. <laughs> and here's another thing that really got me out of anxiety and depression, especially when I was younger, because um, there was a time where I I don't want to know, I don't want to ask myself questions, and I'm like I'm just good, I'm happy. I'm good where I am, and I'm actually not. I'm actually not. I'm actually not. I'm just. I'm just lying to myself. I just. I don't want to look at my life, so I just lie to myself and say that I'm content when I'm not even content. I'm not even content. I'm lying to myself that I was content. Ah. So then there's a point. In my life, where I got disappointed, I disappointed my life. Where I got into, like, you know what? I started to question things, like, what the hell am I doing here? What is this reality all about? How can I help myself? And how can other people help me? Ask yourself, how can I help myself? And how can other people help me? Because that's what I ask myself. And when you start to get to a phase where you are curious and you are asking questions, then you start. You start. You you start realizing that all the answers that you want are inside you. The answers will start to come to you. So my next recommendation is to just open your mind and 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 have a little bit more of a curious mind about who you are. When you feel so overwhelmed and smothered with with just all of this stuff, you feel like you don't even have the space to ask these questions because you are at a you are at a place where you're just on autopilot. You're just survive. You're just surviving. You're just cycling through the same thing. You're 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 just spiraling. So get curious, okay? Um, and my next recommendation is to check in with yourself more often. We just simply don't do this enough. How are you today? Hey, Bernadette. 
Hey, Bernadette, what's going on with you, girl? How are you feeling? Why did you react? Yeah, why did you react like that yesterday? Are you okay? Where is that coming from? How can I help you? How can you support yourself? What do you need to do? What do you what What do you need at this moment? Do you need a hug? Do you need to meditate? Do you need to journal? Do you need to eat ice cream? Do you need to take a walk? Do you need to watch TV? Do you need to just continue to be productive? Where are you at? Check in with yourself. Where is your human? If no one is asking you that question, even if people are asking you that question, you need to be honest with yourself and ask yourself that question: How am I? Most of the time, we don't ask that question because we simply don't want to know. Mm, back in the day, I was so worried. I was so worried to figure out how. I was so worried. I was so worried. I don't. I don't even. I don't even want to talk about it because I'm just like I can already feel like my depression back then, you know. But I didn't want to ask myself if 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 I didn't want. I didn't want to be honest with myself. I didn't want to ask myself how am I doing. I don't want to ask myself how am I feeling because I feel like shit. Okay, I feel like shit. I don't even want to own it, so I didn't ask. So I didn't ask. But when you start asking real questions to yourself, you start to be real fucking honest with yourself. I'm not okay. I'm not happy. This isn't working. When you admit to yourself that something's not working. Things starts to change. You have to start getting real with yourself, and it sucks and it's confronting. But no one can do it for you. No one, not a doctor, not a therapist. I recommend actually seeking help because go back to the image of your house being hoarded, like that show, a uh, hoarders. You know, man, in a house like that, you can't even breathe. I'm picturing myself in that house, and I can't even breathe. Whoa! I can't move around. I'm stuck. You want to clear everything out of your house. If you want to do a full clean sweep of your life, that takes a village. You don't have to rely on yourself to do that. You should be seeking out professional help. I was led to believe that therapy is for someone who has issues. That's not true. Like it's such an older generation thinking. Oh, you're going to see a therapist? What's wrong with you? You must be really messed up. Nothing's wrong. Okay, nothing's wrong. It's this mindset that stopped me from seeking therapy earlier. Cause I'm like, I'm not crazy. I'm fine. I can solve my own problems. I didn't. I didn't even know that I was depressed for the longest time. So nothing is wrong with going to see a therapist. It's just great to have. You know, it's just great to have an hour, an hour 
a week or every other week, once a month, where you just go and check in with yourself. You can see therapy as your accountability partner. You can see therapy, just go and bitch. Just go and bitch about everything. That's what I do. After a while, I, I look forward to going to therapy because I just bitch about everything. <laughs> about my job, everything, everything, everything. Uh, it starts to be fun, but I stop. I stopped seeing my therapist because uh, as I was going through my spiritual awakening and I was experiencing a lot of the paranormal, I started sharing a lot of my experiences with her and she didn't even want to hear me out. She totally shut me down. And that was very different because usually in the past when I talked to her, she listens and she asks me a lot of questions, you know. Oh, that's very interesting. What prompted you to feel this? What what did you what did you think happened the night before that made you feel this way? Blah 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 blah. But when I start talking about the paranormal, the paranormal, it's she. It was like she was triggered. She was triggered, and and it was a very. It, I I immediately know that. It was time for me to end my relationship with her, and I've been going. I've been going to my therapist for a long time, more than five years, you know. And for the and for the longest time, I kept telling my therapist that I was very afraid. I don't know what I would do with my life if I stopped seeing her because I felt like I I don't have any coping mechanism, and that my coping mechanism was her. So the irony that I was the one who broke up with my therapist because you know she you know it's just sad because I, it would it would be it would be it would be so refreshing to be able to actually talk about this with with someone but hey it's just I I I want to I I I want to say like she's no longer my teacher, but I don't really feel that way. It's just like that part of my life was. I I I I I I heal myself. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, I heal myself. All right. Um. So um. If you feel like you're not. Being supported by your friends uh, or your or your family, uh, yeah, you should totally seek out a village to help you. Uh, you can be like, "Hey, I got acupuncture on Thursday, and then I got therapy on Friday, and then I got my psychologist on Saturday." We got to be doing this for ourselves. Check in with yourself. Where are you? Where are you right now? Where's your human at? How are you feeling in your body, in your emotions? What do you need that you're not providing for yourself? Are you happy? Are you really happy? The scariest thing for us humans is losing everything that you think you have. But I gotta say that you don't have any of it. None of this is yours. Not even this body. You don't own this body. You don't own your mom or your best friend. None of that is yours. What you have to do, what you have, 
what you have is your your mindset, is your state of being, is your inner peace. So how often are you focusing on the shit around you versus the stuff within you? That's what you have to ask yourself. Focus on the things that actually matter. Because I'm telling you right now, the more you focus on the outside world and have this subconscious expectation that the outside world, the material world is where happiness is going to come from, you're going to be disappointed. Because that's not where happiness comes from. That's only moment, momentarily happiness. It goes away after a moment. I've been there. You've been there. You know what I'm talking about. The last suggestion that I have is gratitude. You really don't have to sweep your whole house. You don't have to walk away from this show thinking you have to drop your husband or leave your job or stop being a mom or stop paying the bills. That's not what this is about. The more grateful you can be for what you do have, the more you clear space for what you don't need to have. It's really, it really is the simple things. Because the more grateful you can be for what you do have, the more you clear space for things that are coming into your life. And it's as simple as checking in with yourself, being real honest, being grateful for what you do have. And then you attract what, and then you attract, and then you attract more of what is aligned to you and the panic attacks get less and less and the crushing anxiety the self-doubt the intrusive thoughts all of that start to ease maybe not go away altogether at first but it will get better i want to let you know personally it's impermanent it's just a momentary experience that you're having so honor the experience as you're in it and when you're ready to move out of it know that you are powerful enough to do so all right uh thank you for spending your day with me if you know someone who will find this topic useful can you share can you share this with them share this episode on your social media and tag a friend who would be stoked to hear about your discovery before we end, ooh, I, I do have a lot of free resources on my website. It's a freebie library with stuff like five-day transformation challenges, angel number cheat sheets, angel number affirmation, live meditation schedule, numerology workshops, and so much more. It's on www.skepticturnmystic.com slash freebie. Skepticturnmystic.com slash freebie. All right. I will see you in the next episode. Bye for now.